0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. New car sales are dropping like a rock in the American market. Blame it on sky-high gasoline prices, raging inflation, and higher interest rates. Ward's intelligence predicts that the SAR will drop to only 13.4 million vehicles in March. That's down a staggering 24% from a year ago when the SAR was a healthy 17.6 million. Wards is reporting that all the major automakers will report sharp declines in sales, but it really looks like a bloodbath at Nissan, where sales are down 40 percent so far this month. With the whole market going down, this could take the edge off car prices. Dealers have been charging well over the MSRP and in some cases downright gouging their customers. But a sharp drop in demand could finally force them to stop doing that. EV startup Nikola has had its ups and downs, but now it's finally started making electric trucks at its plant in Arizona. It's also going to begin production in Germany for the European market in June of 2023. The news sent the company's stock up 9% in pre-market trading. Nikola plans to deliver between 300 to 500 of its semis this year. The charging infrastructure for electric cars is really ramping up in Europe and China. Now Chinese automaker BYD is partnering with Shell to build more stations. Their first one will open in Shenzhen with 10,000 charging points and expand to other cities after that. In Europe, Shell will provide membership services for BYD customers on its charging network, that includes fleets as well. On top of that, Shell will provide BYD with e-fluids and cooling liquid for batteries and they'll work together on R&D for better battery performance and charging. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Ford wants to show that the all-electric version of the F-150 is just as capable as any piston-powered fuel-burning truck so it took the lightning through a couple of really demanding towing tests. One saw it go up some pretty steep grades in freezing cold temperatures, while the other was through quick elevation changes in scorching hot temps. The truck seems to handle the 10,000-pound trailers just fine, which Ford hopes will show customers that it can cover whatever they throw at it. But Ford left out the most important part that everyone wants to know, what impact does towing have on range? It's great if you can tow a heavy load, but if you can't get to your destination, what's the point? Honda is coming out with a utility version of its little electric city car, the Honda E. Here's a look at the prototype, whose name we think is pronounced anyone. The little B-segment compact SUV is scheduled to hit the European market next year, and a version could be sold in China as well. Also check out how the Honda name is spaced out in letters across the rear hatch. Only the H is capitalized, while the rest are in lowercase. That's how it's done on the Honda E, but its letters are more bunched up at the side of the rear end of the vehicle. And speaking of teasers, Ferrari is giving us our best look yet at its first SUV, the Purusangwe. There's not much to see. But its lighting is similar to the SF90, it has two massive lower air vents, and it looks to be rather low slung for an SUV. The Purusangwe will be fully revealed later this year. Polestar just launched the single motor version of the Polestar 2 in the US, and it has a starting price of $45,900 before the federal tax credit. That makes it four grand cheaper than the dual motor version. The single motor has a range of 270 miles, compared to 249 miles for the dual motor. Polestar says adding the single motor version with its lower price will help it hit its global sales target of 65,000 cars this year. And it's not just cars and trucks that are going electric and autonomous, so are farm tractors. John Deere is showing off this sci-fi-looking autonomous and fully electric tractor, And talk about big batteries, this thing comes with a 1,000 kilowatt hour pack. It also has a 500 kilowatt or 670 horsepower electric drivetrain and 1,000 kilowatts of power off-boarding. It can operate fully autonomously, but there's also a modular cab that can be attached to it so an operator can drive. Obviously, this tractor will be whisper quiet compared to a typical tractor, and won't be pumping out a lot of diesel emissions. No word yet on when something like this might go on sale, but it's the second generation of this electric tractor that Deere has developed, so it's clearly serious about making it. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world, but will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. To stay competitive in the automotive industry, you've got to be constantly investing in plants, property, and equipment. So we compiled a list of the top 10 automakers who spent the most last year. First, let's take a look at how much money each of these companies spent on their capital expenditures, or CapEx. And then we'll look at what percentage of their total revenue that they spent. Volkswagen spent more last year than any other OEM, over $11 billion, followed by Toyota at just under $11 billion. BMW spent over 8. billion followed by Ford and GM, which spent about $7.5 billion. Tesla is number six on the list, which is no surprise as it poured so much money into its new assembly plants in Austin and Berlin. Mercedes spent $5 billion, while Stellantis spent $4.6 billion, and Hyundai and Nissan round out the list at about $3.5 billion. So now let's look at what percentage of their total revenue that each company spent on CapEx. And that sure changes the rankings. Nissan suddenly goes from the bottom to the top. But that's because its revenue has dropped so much that on a percentage basis, its CapEx looks high. What's more impressive is that Tesla has the second highest CapEx percentage for the reasons we already mentioned, the new plants in Austin and Berlin. BMW had the third-highest percentage spent, followed by GM and Ford in fourth and fifth. Toyota and VW are in sixth and seventh. So even though they spend the most amount of money outright, they're devoting less of their total revenue to CapEx. And then Hyundai, Mercedes, and Stellantis round out the list of top ten. And we figure that the top 10 automakers are spending over $68 billion a year on new plants and equipment. And we figure that if you include all automakers, the number is probably close to $80 billion. Chipmaker NVIDIA is about to bring massive computing power to vehicles, two to three times more than they have today. And that's going to really ramp up a vehicle's capabilities in artificial intelligence, sensor fusion, and autonomy. So which automakers are signing up for NVIDIA's newest microprocessors, and how do they plan to use them? Well, we'll get to that later today on AutoLine After Hours, when Danny Shapiro, the Vice President of Automotive at NVIDIA, joins John and Gary. So if you want to get up to speed on the most bleeding-edge technology in vehicles... We invite you to pull up a chair and learn all about it. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for joining us. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering boost your game. And by Scheffler. We pioneer motion.